You're listening to the Inner Shift Podcast, wisdom teachings to inspire and awaken. I'm Emily Perry, and welcome to the show. Feeling stuck or uninspired? Head to emilyperryyoga.com and grab your free guidebook. Aloha, namaste, and welcome back to the Inner Shift Podcast. I am your host, Emily Perry, and today we'll be talking about working with resistance and blocks. So um, this is a question I get a lot um, from students and from friends and something I find happening often in my own life. And so today we'll kind of dive into some ideas of how to work with resistance and what some of the yoga texts have to say about um, obstacles to living our purpose. So it's common for us to hit roadblocks, obstacles, senses of resistance in our life and our practice. And um, how do we work in those moments with the most grace and ease um, is the big question. So what I usually like to start with is giving ourselves a sense of space. And so Whenever I am finding myself at these places where I feel like I'm hitting every wall or I feel boxed in or I feel like whatever project I have going on or whatever I'm trying to create in my life is hitting so much resistance, like there's just no way through, then I like to take a moment and really back out, um, give myself some space, even just take some time to sit or walk with what's going on. So going for a walk is actually great because it's moving energy and allows your mind to sort of free up a little bit. So um, walking is a great way to sort of process energy. So giving yourself that time to go for a walk and see like, you know, am I in alignment right now? Right? Do I feel like I'm really aligned with what I'm looking to create? Do I feel like I'm really aligned with this thing that's happening? Sometimes we make commitments in our lives and later on down the line, when that commitment comes to fruition or it's time to actually um, do that work or whatever it happens to be, sometimes we get to that place and it's not really a fit anymore. It's not an energetic fit or um, you made this commitment, but it's not really serving the whole of what you're trying to create. And so take that moment, okay, you're going for your walk. (laughs) And see, like, am I in alignment right now? Like, does this act? Does this work? Is this project really in alignment? Is it uh, serving what I'm looking to create? And so maybe it's not and maybe you still need to fulfill that commitment. It's great to be able to fulfill commitments, you know, that even when we get to that place, it's a learning process, right? We, We realize, wow, this really this isn't really the direction I want to be going in. I can still fulfill that commitment. I can still show up and do be my best self. Like we talked about, you know, in the four agreements in episode 21, one of the books that I love to recommend, you know, I can still show up and be my best self. But now I know in the future, this is not the direction I want to be going in, or this is not the work I want to be doing. So giving ourselves that space, um, maybe going for a walk, and maybe you sit and meditate, maybe you just take a break take some time out. Um, I also like to think about, you know, did I follow my intuition here, right? Was it just like a gut level reaction that really came from the heart, you know, or was the ego in play? 
Was it something the ego really wanted, but not necessarily something that was really going to serve my life or my family's life um, in a way that's um, really helpful? So looking into, you know, is my intuition being ignored? (laughs) Am I following my intuition here? Um, It's another thing to think about. And then another thing that I like to work with here in this initial phase is thinking about, okay, so this project, it, it is what I want. I am following my intuition. You know, it was um, something that I know that's going to serve my life. Um, is there a work around this block? Is there a work around this resistance? Is there another way through? Can I go under? Can I go over? Can I dissolve some of the blocks around it, which we'll talk about in a minute? Um, but sometimes there's a workaround that we can explore. And the workaround can be very helpful because um, it gives our, our minds this ability to get creative. So is there a workaround the situation? Can I ask for help in this situation? Can I reach out to somebody who might have some ideas? Can I outsource some things so that I have the energy to fulfill this commitment or to make this happen? Sometimes I find that resistance and blocks also, they come from a feeling of fatigue from within. So if I'm really feeling fatigued or overworked or tired, um, overcommitted, that feeling of fatigue, because I don't have enough energy to make things happen, it turns into resistance and blocks, if that makes sense. So if we're not using our energy in a wise way, if we're not really using, placing our energy in a way that's in service of our dharma, of our family, of the life that we want to create, if we're wasting energy in all these places, then we're not going to have the energy to create what we want to create. So is that resistance? Is that block? Is it really fatigue talking, right? Is this, is it a lack of energy because you've, you're so dispersed energetically in your life? Saying no is a great gift (laughs) to have. So being able to say no, this ability to say no, to cut off the streams of energy to things that are really serving your life or uh, your dharma is a great um, ability to have. And so maybe that could be a place to explore, right? Do I need to say no to some things? Do I need to let go of some things so they have more energy to create this thing? Sometimes a change in perspective is needed. And I like to work with the energy of Ganesha um, when it comes to working with obstacles, of course, because Ganesha is known as the remover of obstacles. But also there's another name for Ganesha, Vakratunda, and it means the one with the twisted trunk. You know, sometimes when we're working on a project or in this thing, um, we can't always see that there's curves in the road, right? Just like um, the twist of the elephant trunk, we're out of alignment or we think we're out of alignment in this twist but actually it's just part of the road bending and we just can't see around the bend. We can't see around the curve. And sometimes working with these obstacles in this way where we have to get creative, move around things, move through things, it actually serves the project even better because we have to get more creative and we have to flesh things out maybe in a different way. And so when we work with Ganesh, can we take the aerial view? Can we rise up above the path and see the bigger picture? And so sometimes getting that aerial view will help us figure out, okay, bigger picture here. I'm still in this work. We're still in this project. I have to just think her out of the box a little bit. 
I have to remember that there's twists and there's turns and there's curves in the road. And it's not always a straight path. It's never a straight path, in fact. Um, And so when we work with Ganesha, we can work with the Ganesha mantra. This mantra I'm about to give you is described in my friend Garisha's book, Music and Mantras, which will be linked in the show notes or below. And it's Om Vakra Tundaya Hum. And so it's got the Vakra Tunda aspect of Ganesh in this mantra, which is that um, straightening out the crooked, so to speak. Can I become more in alignment on the inside? Can I align myself internally? Can I align myself externally? And this also reverberates into the external world as well, right? So can that which is not in alignment become in alignment? Uh, so Om Vakra Tundaya Hum. And Grish even mentions that it's a mantra for clearing like negative energy, um, both internally and externally. And as we straighten things out, so to speak, it allows us to move through some of our obstacles, some of our our challenges in a way that's more in harmony with our own energy. And so lastly, I wanted to cover how the Yoga Sutras handle the idea of obstacles and blocks. So the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, or the Yoga Sutra of Patanjali, which I've mentioned previously, describes five obstacles to living our purpose and they're a way at looking at obstacles and blocks and resistance through the lens of practice. And so the first obstacle, it always starts with avidya, which is this base, what they call ignorance. But the way I like to see it is it's just this um, idea that we really just don't see. We don't see reality often. Um, and this is like the root of what's happening. We get so clouded by our perspective, right? Um, we're way down there in the path in that that situation. And we're again, we're not in the aerial view. So if we can rise up and see reality as it is, when we're starting to work more with this idea of avidya, right? Releasing the base ignorance that we have, this um, lack of seeing. We don't see things as they really are. And one of the things they mention in the Yoga Sutras is that we see things that, that are impermanent as permanent. And I think this part is really relevant here because sometimes we're in a situation and we feel like it's going to be like this forever <laughs> or it's going to last forever or we can't fix it. It's We're stuck. And it's not true. Like, impermanence is the nature of reality. And so things will change, things will shift, we just need to find that way to make the shift. So working with Avidya in this way, working with this idea, we can start to get some space around this idea that, okay, this isn't forever, this isn't permanent, there is a workaround, there's a way through. And um, part of my practice is going to be to find that. The next part of the, the five obstacles is asmita, which means ego. Um, it's clinging to the, the ego's story of I, me, and mine. It's clinging to the story of ourself. And so what I find really helpful here is that if I can take what I'm doing and make it in service to the whole, right? So if I can get the ego out of the way, then the work flows, if that makes sense. 
there is a deeper level to this. Obviously, if you look at spiritual practice and asmita and, okay, really freeing ourselves of the ego in a deep, deep, deep level. But in the context here, I'm just looking at it as freeing ourselves of the stories that we're creating, either around the obstacle that we're having or the resistance that we're experiencing, freeing ourselves of the stories that we create about ourselves, the roles we play, the people that we are, um, the masks that we wear, right? So we often get boxed in by our own ideas of who we are. We get boxed in by our own ideas of what we think we're capable of. And so if we can work with that, right, if we can take their bigger view, if we can free ourselves of some of these stories, just let them go, burn them up, right? So we can create a story that's more harmonious with what we're looking to create in the world. So when we start to work with our practice and our lives and our obstacles and our resistance in this way, and we start thinking about, okay, is it in service of the whole? Um, what we're doing is we're sending it, we're sending that project or whatever that happens to be into this larger flow of energy, right? We're stepping into this stream of energy that is consciousness itself in a way, right? We're stepping into the flow state. So we're going to allow the flow state, this flow of energy to support us and move through the block, dissolve the block, whatever happens to be. So when we start to work in this service idea, if we work in the service of the energy that's happening, um, everything seems to fall into place. One of the next obstacles they mention is raga, which means attachment. And, you know, again, we can't always see the full picture of what's happening. And so we get attached to outcome, we get attached to projects, we get attached to situations. And so the clinging, the clinging and the clinging to what's happening is often part of the suffering that we are experiencing. And so if we can allow ourselves just to like soften around it a little bit, um, we can see what happens and allow it to unfold. The flip side of that is devesha, which means aversion. And so we push away experience often, like if we're in this obstacle or resistance moment, we're often pushing away the moment. And when we push away that experience of the moment, the feelings that show up or the resistance itself, what we're doing is we're actually pushing away our own experience. And so if we can just be present with it, we, if we can instead push it away, just get curious, right? See what's happening now. Get curious about it. Like, how can I work with this? Then we don't miss out on the present moment. We don't miss out on the energy that's there. We don't miss out on the experience that is possible. We don't ex- miss out on the possibilities that this moment can create for us. So working with devesha aversion is a great thing to have in your life, right? This is a way to not miss out on your life because you're pushing away so many experiences and so many emotions and um, so many moments, right? So stepping into the present moment, getting curious and seeing what's happening. The last obstacle that they mention is um, benevesha, which means clinging to life. In the greater sense, it means, you know, clinging to life itself. But in this sense, just thinking about clinging to the ego's version of how it wants to be seen in the world and its fear of annihilation. Like the ego has its own fear of being taken apart. And when we talked earlier about this story of I, me, and mine, the asmita, one of those obstacles, that's tied to this one, right? So 
as we dis- dissolve the stories around what we're working with, the ego is like, ah, like it wants to cling. It wants to like keep the story solid because that means the ego will stay solid. And so this will be an obstacle that will show up, you know, um, as you really start to develop your personal practice. And as you start to work with obstacles and resistance, you might find yourself like, who am I really then if I'm not this, if I'm not this. And so maybe we're all of it, right? And so allowing ourselves just to sit in that and be present with it, that's the gift of the practice. So these obstacles, they're, they create blocks and resistance and they cloud our view. So they literally cloud like the way that we see things. And so the more that we can work with these obstacles, the more that we can see more clearly and take better action and we're more efficient because we're, we're seeing what's really happening. We're not wasting energy in all these different places. And you also get really clear on like, okay, you know what? I'm going to cut this out. I'm going to do this, do that, shift this, shift that. And everything falls into place. It's a beautiful harmony of energy. And you really feel like you're in your flow. The ways that we can really work with resistance and these obstacles is to step into the present moment a bit more to take those timeouts and get clear, to take a pause and see, okay, what's happening now? It's one of my favorite mantras I learned from a, t- um, a teacher Shundo from um, Tassahar Zen Center. He'd always just be like, okay, what's happening now? You know, step back. What's happening now? What's really happening now? And if we can do that, we can just get some clarity Yoga practice is great. Mantra practice is great. Again, using that Ganesha mantra that we mentioned earlier can be really helpful. And just keep coming back to it, keep coming back to it, taking the time, getting the space, and just practicing the pause, practicing getting curious. It will all unfold beautifully for you. So thank you so much for being here with me today. I would love to hear how these practices and these ideas are supporting you and working with resistance and blocks in your life. You can head to emilyperryyoga.com slash episode 22 and leave a comment in the show notes section. And I'd love to hear, you know, what's happening with you and um, keep me updated. I also have a couple things happening that people have been asking me a little bit more about. So Upcoming, I have a yoga teacher training in Bali in April 2018. You're welcome to, again, head to emilyperryyoga.com slash Bali, and you'll see information about that. It's a teacher training I am hosting in collaboration with the Alchemy of Yoga. I also have an immersion coming up in Santa Cruz, California, January 2018. Just this really sweet weekend immersion all about Spanda, which is the, the pulse of being. It's called The Pulse Within with Josh Shray. He's based in Santa Fe and all over the planet. And he'll be joining us um, on this beautiful immersion on the beauty of Spanda and the way it can unfold in our practice and our lives. So I'd love to see you there. You can head to emilyperryyoga.com slash pulse and get more information. Take care. Namaste. Be well. <laughs>